Yes, folks, it's Thursday, 2 p.m. Pacific. I'm Fred McMurray, which means this has to be... Hey, Kristen, how are we doing today? Kristen, can't hear you. Sorry about that. We're doing great, Fred, and you? Uh, you know, this is the first, uh, the first Pillars of Franchising live stream from West Vine's new Grover Beach um, office space, and I actually have my dedicated broadcast booth here. So if it all goes well, then all's good. Awesome. I can't wait to come out and visit. Hey, you know what? We're waiting for you. Um, You tell me when you're going to be out, and we'll have the grand opening so you can be at the grand opening. Sounds good. We've got to have a ribbon cutting and all. Goats on surfboards, the whole nine yards. We can do the goats on surfboards. I mean, that dude's always floating around somewhere. Um, Yeah. What can I say? He's an interesting dude. Um, anybody who has a goat in his car all the time and, um, like I said, he's, he's an interesting dude. So what do you got for mentoring today? Well, today, um, I wanted to throw a question out to David and Ray and just talk loosely, um, since our mentor is, yeah, but they can't um, see David and Ray. So you can't do that we're talking about um, this week with our with our mentee is still trying to decide which brand to go with. And so the question that I have for everybody is, what is a brand worth? What's the value of a brand? And so all week I've been thinking as you drive down the road and you look at these signs, these logos, right? And you think about investing your money. And some of the, the games that they have out there right now, they have a logo game, right? And so the kids and I always, we usually do this game where we talk about whether it's the logo, um, do you know the tagline to the logo? Do you know the logo that goes with the tagline? And um, so the other day we were laughing about the State Farm. And, um, you know, of course, one of my friend, or one of my kids' name is Jake. And so he, he got upset because, you know, everybody calls him Jake from State Farm. And then well, I was thinking that. Right? And he's like, yeah. Jake was the other Jake kind of looked like me he was this pudgy guy and um, so you know things like that changes it's interesting because even as kids they associate these logos and these slogans with a brand right and and we grew up with the golden arches the hamburger burglar right and um, one of the shows we were watching had nothing to do with McDonald's yet one of my kids saw this guy and he's like, mom, dad, it's totally the hamburger guy. Nothing to do with McDonald's. It was like a baking show. Somewhere he had seen the old school hamburger and he associated it with the iconic hamburger. So the thing that Mario and I have been talking about is what is a brand worth to you, right? So for us and probably Ray, for you too, and I know you can hear, is um, when we bought our brand, it was about brand recognition, right? And so some of the newer franchises, you have to decide, is it worth it to buy a brand, perhaps at a lower entry, and kind of help build the brand recognition be on the way up? Or do you want to go into a brand that is already well established? Um, David and I always talk about one of my favorite sub shops, Quiznos. And yesterday, while I was out getting my, um, my second flu- uh, vaccine, I saw a Quiznos. And we had thought that they were all out of business. So I was a I was flying down the road and I wouldn't recommend anybody doing this. I actually caught a quick snapshot of the quiz notes as I was going down the road. And I sent it to David and we were like, oh my gosh, we thought they all went out of business. And so it's interesting, this location happens to be in a super busy area. And I think what's continuing to drive them is that brand recognition that they have in that neighborhood and probably, again, great service, which we're going to talk about, um, and their dedication to what the franchise are set up in terms of how they deliver a sandwich, how they make it into the consistency in delivering a brand and a product. So 
going back to the logo, what's the logo worth? What's the brand worth? The reason franchisors are successful is they have consistency in the brand, consistency in the way you do something, you make something, they produce something. And that's really, you know, the big question. What is that brand? What is that logo? What is that slogan worth to you when you're looking to buy or invest in a business? So I got to say the difference between you and me is you said you um, tried to get a picture of it, nearly caught, you know, me, yeah. I would have gone and gotten a sandwich. Well, I told David I was, I really did want to, but I was in the far left lane. It was in the far right lane and I was going a little too fast to, you know, make that quick right. And it's heavily like semi-truck area. So it was dangerous enough what I was doing. Um, that I didn't really think that would be in California, it's easy to do that. I mean, last night going home, I watched somebody in the far left lane go right in front of a truck to get off. And it's like, okay, if that truck had actually had five seconds more to react, there would have been a nice pileup. Yeah. And I have a new student driver in the family. And so, Every time my phone goes ding and I reach for it, my daughter goes, so I'm trying to establish better multitasking habits. So, um, and I know even taking a picture, there are people out there like, oh, I know, but I had to get these pictures for David because we talk about it all the time. Um, So anyways, talk about with your kids, because this is kind of a fun game to, to ask your like your teenagers, but we started playing the game with the kids when they were little. Hey, do you guys know, like, what is um, my mom's favorite thing used to be? This is at Burger King. And we would say, well, mom, can we get this, this, and this at our burger? And then Burger King, you don't get it your way, you're going to take it my way, or you're not going to get the thing, you know? And we were like, really? <laughs> no, so, that's how things work. Burger King, you get it your way. Let's, let's bring everybody else on so we can do my favorite part of the show which is pillars of weather, of course. <laughs> because we know I love pillars of weather. So You love it because of where you live. I better put this on in case anybody's watching. Um, I, I do love it because of where I live, and, and it always makes me laugh when, or actually there's kind of a jarring disconnect when, um, you know, there's, six feet of snow there and Ray's going, I love the snow. And he's, you know, got a, a parka on, but he still loves the snow. So, yeah. See, that's just it. Most of the time I'm wearing at least one hoodie here. It, on the central coast, it doesn't get that hot. If it gets up to 80, it's really different. So we tend to stay in the upper 60s to to 70 zone so yeah it's not that really hot southern california stuff so it's perfect is what i'm saying weather-wise but one thing about the heat is that you can't take off too much clothes well, <laughs> you depends on where you are <laughs> you know you, when, when it's cold you can always pile on more clothes but you can't walk around naked if it's too hot who says? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm like. Thank you. That's your decision. Yeah. <laughs> and right. on, Ray, you're a newlywed. So that's right. <laughs> back to back to the pillars. Obviously, I'm in Grover Beach. Kristen, where are you? What's the weather like? And then we'll let what? Ray answer. <laughs> I'm in Northwest Chicago land. Fifty seven and drizzly outside today. Ray, I got uh, I got the drizzle, but we're at sixty point four right now. Ooh, that's a- and it's kind of a heat wave. <laughs> it's a little warm. I mean, if you were to take a walk, the only thing cooling you off might be the rain. You should take off that winter flannel then and go for the short sleeve flannel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it. And our other men's million-dollar mentor, David, where are you at? 
today. I'm back in the Cleveland area and I brought uh, some warm weather with me. So we're in the, we're in the low eighties, upper seventies right now. It's been a, it's been a Ooh. glimpse of summer early, early in April. Definite heat wave. Yeah. Excuse um, me, Fred. I just, I need to ask David a question. I don't want to mispronounce. I can say David real clear. I don't want to mispronounce your last name. You have all consonants just in about. your last name. That's right. Oh, no, I did, oh, wait, I do see an I and an H. Help me pronounce it correctly, because if I get it wrong once, I will get it wrong forever. Pajanic. Pajanic? That's perfect. Really? Yeah, a couple, couple silent letters in there, but yeah, it's why, do, why does God waste those letters when, when you can't say them? It's like knife. I don't understand that. I've been saying it and spelling it forever. I, I believe <laughs> that. I believe that. All right. Thank you. I just so, to- Nancy, where are you? What's the weather like? Oh, I didn't know. We're in St. Louis, and I just looked it up. It is uh, 55. And it's going to be 79 on Saturday. No, it, uh, it's going to be very warm on Saturday. All right. From now on, that's what we all have to do. We have to verify it on our phones. <laughs> well, well you I don't know if it's 73 or 22 outside where you are. One of the upcoming one of the upcoming improvements is being able to instead of having the wonderful beach in the background is actually have the weather um you know weather map up oh. there and Kristen will do the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get to be the weather girl. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes, oh. Ron. Where are you? What's the weather like? Well, I'm in lovely Bradenton, Florida. And, uh, what? Ray, wait for Ron. 70, 79 degrees in lovely Bradenton. Oh, I want to be there. Yeah, we have a beach and we have Tropicana orange juice and it's just, it's delightful. You should all come visit. Come visit. Okay. Be careful what you invite us for because we might not right. Party at Ron's house. Come on down. <laughs> When we my wife loves surprises. Kristen, uh, when is that? September? Yeah, September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to extend the date. We're going to tell you that we're going to be there from September 15th to the 30th. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. that okay by you? <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's when it's at. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I got the party bus. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's in the background. <laughs> there it is. Follow your beat. That would be awesome. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Ray, would you like to start by introducing our guest? I believe you've already met Ron, so you'd probably be the most um, appropriate to introduce Mr. Ron Bender. Well, Ron is, uh, yeah, he is, uh, you know what? <laughs> I know I know. Nancy's been on the show. Ron, have you been on the show? Yes, I have, a couple years ago. Yeah, okay. So you're with, right now, as your background shows, you're with uh, the IFA, and you are what with the IFA now? You are... Well, in the IFA, I am uh, I sit on the Vet Fran Committee, okay. and uh, I'm also a uh, uh, franchise mentor for uh, franchisors. Okay, okay. And That's the Fran uh, so program. You help veterans uh, establish uh, uh, a franchise? Uh, correct. The the IFA's Vet Fran Committee encourages veteran franchise ownership, and it encourages employment uh, of veterans and uh, veteran families by franchises. So we work to draw attention to the fact that veterans are really terrific uh, franchise candidates, and uh, that franchising does have a lot of extra special programs, mentoring, discounts, and so forth for veterans and uh, their support systems. Yeah, because right. veterans know how to follow the rules. Yep. <laughs> and yep, they do. Why, why you buy a franchise? So you can break the rules? No. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting, and I think Krista can back me up on this. Every, every franchisee that we know that has broken the rules has suddenly disappeared. <laughs> and it's not just breaking the rules once. It's like, you don't learn the first time or the second time. As my dad would say, it's like three strikes, you're out, and they're still swinging, and it's, you know, it's just not what makes it. 
Yeah, and, and we're, we're not talking about life or death rules. We're, we're talking about simple rules, you know, about using the right color in, in, in the logo and you know, things, things like that. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. You follow the rules, and that's what you pay for are, are, these, are these rules. The logo is a certain, you know, as an example, the logo is a certain kind of lettering and a certain color and a certain background. And if you try to change that, then people don't recognize it any longer. So they, they you know, you're paying for nothing. Right, right. Excellent. Well, I'm excited. And also, we have uh, with us today Nancy Friedman. Hi, Nancy. And I did say that right, right, Nancy? Oh, you, you absolutely did. Most okay, people, you know, when they call me and they say, Mrs. Friedman, they say, she's not here anymore. She's, yeah. <laughs> she's fried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And Nancy is known as the telephone doctor, mm-hmm. which I love that title, especially years ago, I used to run a big call center and I thought, oh my gosh, this would have been a great person to have come in and talk to my call center folks. Well, you um, know, you, you spoke about brand identification. You have no idea the number of people who said, that's so antiquated. What is, how much you bring it up? I wouldn't have changed that name. We're in business over 35 years for the moon. It got me on Oprah. It got me on Fox News. It got me on CB. You name every TV show I've ever been on. Yes. And somebody goes, what, what's the telephone doctor? Well, we help companies communicate better with their customers and coworkers. Right. And I wouldn't have changed that. I mean, I, I don't care that it's old. I'm yes. old. So it's okay. Yes. <laughs> Bottom line is I was a franchisor, you know. And you talk about following the rules, right? I'll make this very short because I want to hear more about David's wild wings, wild buffalo wings. Um, and well, because I'm hungry, that's why I want to. I guess he's going to send us all an order. Is that right, David? News to me. You didn't get you didn't get the memo. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we we had five franchisees. Four we let go very quickly. Ooh, that's an ink there. And one we kept too long. Why? For the very reason, Ray, you just said, everybody thinks they're an expert on customer service. So when we gave them the words to say, they thought they knew better and changed the words. Well, I'm sorry, their words didn't work. So slowly, one by one, we we just disbanded them. And and the one we kept too long was trying to do the same thing. So, you know, you you do buy the franchise to follow the rules. And when you don't, you just don't make it. I I that boggles my mind, but I don't think I don't think it'll ever change. I mean, there are people who think they know more than you do. You've been in it longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, you're successful, but there are people who think they're more successful than you, and so they want to move something around. It doesn't work. Uh, we're happy anyway. We're a small family-owned business with uh, 30,000 clients all over the world with our online training, serviceskills.com, serviceskills.com. And uh, I go around now doing Zoom, but, you know, doing the, the programs to help companies communicate better with their customers. So and how, I'm excited many, to be here. How many franchises do you think you've um, helped over the years? I mean, obviously oh my gosh. different companies and things, but specific to franchises, you rough well, gas ballpark. I would say this is just a few of them on the back of my, my note card. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's quite a few Bright there, Star, Bright Star, British, British uh, Swim School, Big O Tires, American League, Travel Leaders, Car Star, Uniglobe, Interim Health, Rebet, Subway, Goodyear. I mean, I'm so blessed. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, I know. So, so I was kind of um, thinking about this before you and Ron came on today. And there are a few things that came to mind. And I think that it goes, as I ask you specifically, right, about um, franchises. And I think to, you know, my past and things that weren't franchises. And then I think about my experience yesterday. Yesterday, I had a terrible phone experience and a terrible customer service experience. So I want to get to that. But part of what brought you brought you guys here today is an experience that David had um, with one of his I'll call it colleague, David, is that fair to say? Yeah, so you'll use that. Yeah, so I'd like you to kind of tell them the story, and then let's see where that goes, and then I'll, I'll put in my two cents, as I always do, um, to get your take on those as well. All right, so so I was in a position of uh, what, they, what they called an area director, which meant that I was responsible for um, building out a territory with franchisees. So there's this one particular franchisee group, so there's several partners, and they were operating um, 
you know, a QSR business. And they were struggling a little bit, trying, you know, kind of, mid, you know, right around break even sales and the whole bit. So, you know, I was working with them and, uh, you know, bring me in, help, hey, let us know what we can do better. How can we increase our sales, cut, cut our costs, the whole bit. So I went in there one time, middle of the afternoon, figure it was after their lunch rush, and um, I ran into one of the partners there. And he was, you know, doing his afternoon prep. And a uh, customer came in and he got kind of huffy puffy, put his put his knife down, everything went, took care of it. Customer left and he looks at me and says, I can't get anything done because these customers keep interrupting me. <laughs> great and, title for a book. It's a great title just, for a book. And and I just kind of sat there. I, I just looked at him. I'm sure my I, I wish I'd had a picture of my the expression on my face because I can't even imagine. And I just looked at him and I went, well, how else are you going to get paid? Right. And he, he didn't understand it. It was, it was that simple. Um, as long as I have tasks to check off my checklist, I'm making progress on, on the day. And they lose focus of what's really important, which is taking care of the guests. That's or, right. Or whatever. So that, that has stuck with me. That has to be eh, 18, 20 years ago. And, and it, it, that image, that, that vignette has never left my mind. The conversations never left, and I've used that to always make sure that I never allow or never did that myself to to not put the guest first. Yeah, and that was just so I good for you. Good for you. And then I thought, and then I started thinking, how many other people in their failed business or mediocre businesses have that approach? And I I would have to venture to believe an awful lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I'm in business, David. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's sadly more than than many many realize, but that that is a great story, yeah, and it, it is a great title for a book. <laughs> it sure is, and it was it was it was jaw dropping. I just couldn't fathom it, and um, but I think I think that's the mentality of a lot of people. We've talked about this on past shows. Well, I want to buy a franchise, so that means I really don't have to do any work, and that's you know. The fallacy of almost every entrepreneur out there. So, Ron, how would you how would you handle? I mean, so we just talked about um, the military folks, right, who come in and they're um, very regimented, and it's not atypical to have a Monday to do list of all these reports and your royalty that needs to go out and all these different things. And oftentimes, as David said, there's these asks that have to be done with these reports that have to get done, and there's customers that need service. How would you advise or guide, manage all these things? Well, I think um, military folks are um, just like regular folks, except they have some additional benefits of having learned to follow a system. So the key here is when you teach the system, Mr. Franchisor, start with customer service and the incredible value and a necessity of customer service and a customer experience and all other tasks come thereafter. That's, find, that's the easy way. You yeah. find that a lot of franchisors focus like that on customer service as their number one priority? Uh, some of them do. You know, there are some great franchisors out there who are very focused on the customer experience and they're, uh, you know, if you go uh, some of the, uh, if you remember some of the custom ice cream shops where they shop and they fold and they do all that cool oh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, those types of, there are a lot of those types of organizations out there and, and you know, the senior care uh, franchises, hopefully they're, hopefully they're very focused yep. on customer service. Uh, but there are, I think there are many who have lost sight. Uh, I'm sure Nancy can, can attest to the fact that these are folks who just, you know, customer service, it's probably still on their mission statement really high up on the list. But sure. you probably don't spend a lot of time talking about it and, and highlighting it to their folks anymore. Yeah. You bring up you bring up a very I, I'm sorry I didn't mean to interject, Kristen. Okay. Uh, thank you. Both David, who has a successful career behind him, and Ron, who certainly has had much success. Um, the signs are always up there. You can go into your grocery store. We're the number one. We're the best. We're the only. It doesn't work. <laughs> sorry, did I say that? I, they, Here we go. I'm sorry. I'll cut that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You mouthed it. That's good enough. <laughs> I, 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 I look up and, and you're getting treated or not treated well, I should say. And, mm -hmm. and I want to point up to the sign, 
what does that mean up there? We're the <laughs> we're the friendliest store in town. What does it mean? Right. I don't I don't say it because my husband taught me years ago. Stop trying to train people one by one by one by one. And you know, like anybody else, I've got horror stories beyond horror stories on 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 every industry there is. And mm-hmm. people say, oh, they were so nice in there. And I'm saying, why are you so surprised? Yeah. That's, 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 that's supposed to be nice. So, yeah. Well, Ray and I talked a, a few a, a few uh, shows ago, if you recall, Ray, we talked about the difference between, in our business, being a customer versus being a client, right? Right. And, and I think that that also is something that perhaps more franchisors who aren't customer-focused need to consider is, right. are the people we service, are they customers? simply transactions or are they clients people that we want to see again and again with residual right. transactions because i think that makes a big difference you know i have a quick question for that with with your particular franchise mm-hmm. because you send somebody out in your behalf to go to the client am i right to clean the house uh-huh yes okay so and this is a personal question which you don't have to answer because i've worked with the industry how many of those people that you send out get the same training as your franchisees? Am I making sense? Mm-hmm. There's, there's a missing link, and I, I can name you several companies that I worked with, and they forgot about the people. It's the same with the healthcare. The healthcare people that send Bob Smith out to go help out grandpa or grandma in the wheelchair, they don't get the training. So there, there is sadly a missing link in, in some industries, not all. And I'm gonna bet, I, I would I'm gonna I would bet. venture I would venture to say it's probably an all because it really comes down to what what Ron was saying was that at the franchisor level, but it, it still has to have an impassioned franchise owner who then has the ability to do what you just said, and that's mm-hmm. to take it to to the to, to the lowest common denominator, which is truthfully the person who's probably going to impact your business the most. Right. And and what you know the thing that we used to train all the time was was treat treat the guests so great that if they go somewhere else sure. they're going to compare and say wow I was treated better at the other place you know it's that old saying is you know if you don't take care of them somebody else will so our, our goal was always to just kind of treat them so well that if they went somewhere else they would they would view that as 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 a step below with how they were treated with us. And, but I, but I think you have to be, it, it takes, it has to roll down to the lowest, but I always tell everybody is you're, I'm training you because you're basically my face, right? And that's, that's what a franchisee really needs is, is if, if you're not meeting and greeting every single guest or customer yourself, that means the people who are doing it, and I used to tell them, say, you have my face and my name tag on basically. So I'm going to train you. I want you to treat the people the exact same way I would, or I'm risking, business. David, you're so right. Dick and I went into, uh, I'm going to name it now because it's been over 20 years and I don't think I've been back since a Red Lobster and the the waitress was beyond bad. I mean, it was just, it wasn't good. And I never report anybody. I just don't go back. But in this case, I thought, you know, he deserves to know he's got somebody there that isn't great. And I shared as nicely as I could because I'm not a, a, I am a ballsy woman, but I, I stay calm in the right places. And I said, she treated us so badly, and he defended her to the nth degree. He defended her. Well, she must have had a bad day. Well, she's usually nice to all the people, and you must have said something and accusing me. And I said, Stop. thank you very much. And we, we put what we call a red X on that restaurant for over 20 years. Wow. On all the locations anywhere across the country. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't, they didn't close up because Nancy and Dick didn't buy, you know, a, the chicken yeah. or lobster thing. Right. And in I the don't, grand scheme of things, perhaps they never even realized it because it's you're one in a million, right? But it takes more than it, more people have to vote with their dollar. Yeah, but let me, right let, me, right? let me. But what David said up. is so true. What David said is so true. Mm-hmm. The manager is not the franchisor. The manager is just somebody brought in. So he's the face also. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just the waitress. So those people get left behind in training, and it, it's really. Yep. It's, it's sad. It's sad to see people with us. The answer to good customer service is so easy. Simply start by answering the phone, which some people don't do, and then listen. Listen right. to your customer. Listen to your client. Listen to what they have to say. 
don't start giving a defense and, and giving them reasons why something happened or didn't happen. Just listen to and, and that's a lot of times, that's all they really want to do is have someone to air their grievances to. Yes. Oh, I so, can't wait to talk about airing of grievances. So, so I just I just want to add one more thing okay. for, for the for the fran- for the potential franchisees and business owners that are out there is this. Following up on what Nancy said, I, I don't I think when people hear that they see an impact of a transaction or or the manager says, Well that okay, we just didn't satisfy that guest. Here's the damaging thing, and this is if you want to build a lasting business profitable and at the top of the chart sales-wise that endures, you have to realize the lifetime value of a customer. So, oh, yes. so if, if, that, if that dinner was $50 and now she's used the word, she used 20 years. Say they went in t- normally twice a month only, right? That's $100. That's $1,200 of sales a year. That's, uh, you know, $2,400, uh, you know, I mean, $2,400. $24,000 in, in 20 years or whatever it comes out yeah. to, $400 a year. I mean, that's how, you, you just can't keep throwing away $1,200, $1,200, $1,200, $1,200, that's right. which people do. And then they uh-huh. sit there and they say our sales were down. And what do they do? Then they go and they, and they blame the servers or they blame certain parts because they didn't take the time to train them to realize they're either going to make or break your business. Take care of the people who are going to, and they'll take care of your business. Or blame the franchisor. And that doesn't just mean, okay, I'm going to treat you right, oh, and we're going to love you. No, that means taking the time to train them. And, yeah. and you know, David, I don't know another industry that is easier to satisfy a customer with a free Coke, a free drink, oh, the yeah. whole dinner if you have to, the whole dinner. It's just Absolutely. one time. I, there is no other industry that can give immediate satisfaction to a customer like the, like the hospital like the hospitality and, and restaurant industry. Yeah. Nancy, when we come back, I want to talk about empowerment of your employees. Where are we going? Like Where that. We, <laughs> we got to pay the bills for a commercial. Oh, you got a commercial. I thought yes. we were going someplace. Yeah. I wasn't no, ready. I'm so, not packed or anything. <laughs> not ready. We're going to go to a commercial. When we come back, I want to talk about empowerment. And the first thing we're going to talk about is a question from our viewer for Ron Bender. We'll be right back. Hey, franchise owners. How is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new movements to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvinewithay.com. Thanks, Michelle. We want to thank the Link Local Network for broadcasting our show. Remind listeners or viewers, you can live chat at pillarsoffranchising.com or you can call in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. We're also happy to announce that yesterday we kicked off the Discover Rising Tide show with Gene Gallagher. It's going to be the uh, second, yeah, or first and third Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, as well as starting May 10th, we'll be having the uh, Let's Let's Grow Slow on Mondays at 3 Pacific. Kristen, that means it's back to you. Okay, that was a lot to get it. Okay, so we're going to start with our question from a viewer. And Ron, this is for you. Hopefully you know. If we don't, then certainly we can um, ask our viewer to type in the text box an email or a point of contact where you can get back with them. But why um, why aren't startup franchisors allowed to be a part of vet brands. 
Well, that's a great question. And I know, uh, unfortunately, it's a very passionate uh, uh, consideration. The International Franchise Association and its VetFran Committee take very seriously the public service aspect of the mission of the VetFran program, which is to guide veterans Mm -hmm. to a very uh, strong opportunity in franchising, whether it's employment or franchise ownership. And there are criteria that were set up by the folks in the VetFran Committee that include the longevity and the financial success of the franchisees, uh, because it's hard to guide a franchise candidate if you don't know that there's success out there in that specific industry and in that specific brand. So the criteria include um, X amount of units, X amount of uh, years of operation, and a very high percentage of continuance of those units. In other words, uh, you know, if they opened 12 units this year, we want those 12 units or 11 of them at least to be still uh, in business next year. Right. Uh, and again, it, it's, a, it's a very, very tough situation, but the VetFran Committee is very eager to work with these startup franchisors and the rest of the IFA has a lot of resources uh, available to help. And, uh, you know, if anybody's got a question, I'm absolutely happy to, to speak with them in person and uh, see if I can't assist them in moving them forward into the VetFran Committee. Okay, so what I hear you saying in essence is that you're just looking for a more proven track record before you put our veterans into some of these franchisors, is that correct? Correct, and we'll never tell a a candidate, a veteran, that this isn't a good franchise or this isn't an opportunity they should take. We're just going to uh, let them know that it's not a part of the VetFran program yet because it just hasn't been in business long enough or because it hasn't opened enough units yet. Okay. Well, thank you. Hopefully for our viewer that gave you a good answer. And as Ron said, maybe not the answer you wanted to hear, but certainly it is the answer. And um, please feel free to reach out if uh, there's additional questions that you have. Great. We will provide his information and it will be on our show link page at the end of the show. So you'll have contact information there. Okay. Let's talk in Nancy about one of the comments you made, and this is actually on my list of things to talk about today. And that is um, part of part of customer service and the ability, um, you know, first of all, obviously we talk about um, the trickle down effect of customer service. And my early days in customer service was working for the Home Depot. And um, when I was there, we still had the founders, um, Bernie Marcus and Arthur Blank come into the stores and one-on-one walk with you and talk with you. And hence their book was called Walk the Talk. Um, or not their book, one of the books that we had to read was Walk the Talk. Theirs was built from scratch. And they were very passionate about customer service. And they literally walked the talk every single time. You could be mid-sentence with them in the store, and they was the way we kind of grew up, we used to say. And I think the key part that I enjoyed um, about that and some of the things I try to make sure I teach my employees is that everybody should be empowered to do the right thing for customers if things go wrong. Now, to your point, in a restaurant, a free Coke. What does that cost you? Pennies, right? You're dealing with concentrates of Coke and some bubbly water, right? It costs so little to give someone a free drink or a side of fresh, right? Why wouldn't they be empowered to make those decisions? Um, in my business, my customers are empowered to give up to $50. The manager's empowered to give up to a free clean. If there's anything bigger than that, they have to get me a customer. I'm not there. Just explain to me why you made the decision. It may not be the decision that I would have made, and we'll talk about why I wouldn't make that decision. What if we get some trouble for trying to do the right thing for the right reason? And I think that that's really important for business owners to understand is that you have to have those those discussions so that people don't hesitate to do something when things go wrong. Ray, what do you do in your office? I mean, when things go askew, because they do happens right somebody breaks something what do you do to make it right what do you let your girls do yeah it definitely uh you have to empower your managers to, to take control of the situation i know going to uh, different events you see a lot of franchise owners on the phone constantly dealing with customers dealing with their uh, employees if you don't empower your managers to take care of certain situations then 
you're going to be so busy that you don't have time to do the, the good things, the fun things that you like to do. We, we talked a little bit about uh, a while, a few, a few minutes ago before the commercial, uh, about in, in, uh, blaming, uh, you know, how to handle uh, a client. And one of the things I like to ask my, when I talk to my managers and they start telling me about, well, she said this and she said that and he did that and he did that, I, I, I say, stop. You're pointing the finger outward. I want you to point the finger inward and tell me what you could have done that would have changed the situation. Right. And when, once you change that perspective and reverse it and put that mirror in front of them, the situation changed. They said, well, I did say this, or I did do that. Then let's go ahead and correct it. Yep, absolutely. Do you have, uh, Dave, in, in the restaurant business, do you have any great examples of perhaps when, you know, something went, wrong that your employees did something that was they I, did because they were empowered that you were particularly give you hundreds of, hundreds of examples but here, here's why um we had we had two things they had carte blanche our managers had carte blanche to fix whatever needed to be fixed no questions asked um whatever it took and they had, they, but they also had a goal. And again, it goes back to training. Okay, what's the goal? So the goal that we had established for our managers was to, if, if, they, if they had the guest say, you didn't have to do that, we accomplished our goal. In other words, that meant we went far enough over and above their expectations to force them to say, you didn't have to do that. Thank you very much, right. whatever. Yeah. So, that, so they had a goal. They had a, they had, you know, I mean, it's not like, okay, well, shoot, I failed if they didn't say that. But my point being is they had carte blanche enough to be able to get to that quote. And if they did it, it was funny. It wasn't so much then the conversation wasn't, oh, yeah, they're happy. We took care of them. It was, I got, to, I got them to say that I didn't have to do that. And, and, and it became part of the culture. And that's, that's really what we're talking about. Ray's talking about that on, I think, every, just about every show we ever have is culture. And that becomes yeah. the culture of taking care of the guests. Yeah. And Ron or Nancy, one of you probably know, right? I mean, the customer is how many more times likely to tell somebody if they're unhappy versus when they, they are happy, right? And yep. Nancy, you're on mute, my dear. She is on mute, isn't she? Nancy, you're on mute. You have to go, is this thing on? Can you hear me now? There you go. There we go. It's so much fun being a blonde. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I am too, you know. <laughs> You've got that blonde glow. There are blonde men jokes. My husband brings them to me all the time. You're on such a sensitive topic. The topic of empowerment is lost in translation. Mm -hmm. Very little training is done on empowerment. If I can take, it takes about two minutes to tell this story. It, it's a powerful story. Dick and I went on a cruise a long time, about three, four years ago, and I'm trying clothes on in Alaska, and somehow my Tiffany bracelet fell off. Tiffany bracelet engraved, et cetera. And, you know, he's very kind. Don't worry, but we'll get you a new one. I know I'm going to – there's a number on the on the Tiffany bracelet, if you've ever bought one, that I feel was like an identification code. And I said, I think somebody will find it and bring it. And eventually Tiffany will – I thought I go and report it. So I went to Tiffany, and the one who's going to help you. And I told her the same story, lost the bracelet. I said, but I know that you put this identification number on it, and so I don't mind waiting till it comes back to the store. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me with tears in her eyes. She said, oh, Mrs. Friedman – if we find them, we, we boil them down to silver again. We, what do they call that? Uh, melt them. Word. Melt them, thank you. It's a hard word. Look how four letters. We melt them down to silver. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. It's got a number. It's got an ID number. Why would you do that? I don't understand. She said, well, that's what we do. She said, but come here. Come with me for a moment. I said, where are you? She said, just come with me. And I walked over, and she's got all these Tiffany bracelets. I said, I, no thanks. I said, this was engraved, and it was beautiful. I don't need another bracelet. And she put one out, and she said, tell me what it says. I said, well, it had my name and a special date. And she wrote down Nancy Friedman, the date and everything. She said, you're going to get this one within about seven days. She didn't go ask anybody. She was a salesperson, mm -hmm. just helping a customer who had lost a Tiffany bracelet. 
Can you imagine? I didn't even think to ask what's your policy on empowerment because I knew. Mm-hmm. Without thinking, she just offered me another bracelet. And then I'm thinking, well, it really didn't cost that much, did it? No, I didn't. If she can just throw that around, but it, I mean, that story was, uh, we went on that cruise, I think, five to seven years ago. And like you, David, it sticks in my head that she was empowered. And I told all our telephone doctor people, you could only screw it up once. Mm-hmm. You could only do the wrong thing once because when I hear about it, I can say, Here's another way to do that. Right. But so, I mean, is, now that you've told that Tiffany story, people are like, I want to go to Tiffany because that's the kind of service I want. And if I'm going to get something again, I'm going to I get tell you, kind of money. I a lot of I, things don't blow my mind that easy because of, of, I don't know, I don't judge people when I go shopping. That's not, again, I don't want to do it one by one by one. So stuff rolls off my shoulder. But that impacted me so much. I didn't have to. I didn't have to show any proof. I didn't have to show. Any, I. I mean, she believed me. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Blew, blew my mind. Yeah. So the empowerment. I mean, that's just a whole nother. And I don't do enough of it in my training. We do it. Mm-hmm. But you're making me very aware that I should put more of that into my programs when I do now Zoom. Right. Um, I just got even from these ideas, and yeah. from David and Ray and and what's his name, Ron. Well, while you're speaking of his name, we're going to take a very quick commercial break, and when we come back, maybe you'll remember who, what his name is. The Franchise Woman is a bi-monthly digital magazine that empowers women as they navigate the franchising industry by providing relevant news, tools, advice, and inspiration. We are a resource for women who are seeking to own their own businesses, improve their existing businesses, find creative solutions, and take advantage of franchise opportunities. We feature women in the business who best exemplify our ideals and have something to teach our readers. In addition to our exclusive articles relating to the female entrepreneur, we also feature brands that are geared for women. Women have become the fastest growing sector in business ownership and have become a powerful, influenceable force fueling the economy. The Franchise Women will give you the news that is relevant to you to help you navigate the path of successful franchise ownership. By women, for women and about women. We are the Franchise Woman. Join us today at www.thefranchisewoman.com. Are we back? Back. I remembered his name. So I'm sorry. Um, We want to take a moment to wish Elizabeth uh, a happy birthday. We won't say what birthday it is, but today is Elizabeth's the franchise woman's birthday. So happy birthday, Chris, uh, happy Elizabeth. Birthday, Elizabeth. Happy birthday. Take it away, Kristen. Hey, happy birthday, Elizabeth. Okay, Nancy, what's his name? Whose name? <laughs> <laughs> that's my friend Ron. That's my friend Ron Bender. He is amazing. He is the epitome of if I had a little plaque and I could go take it around to all my programs, I would show a Ron Bender. Oh, and I'm sure wow. I'm sure there are others, but he's he's up there on the scale of one to ten. He's he's close to an eleven. Oh, wow, that's very thank sweet. you. You're like the wow. you're, you're like the work husband. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, uh, I got another good one for you, Stumper. I'm sorry, Ray. You got something? Yeah, I, I think people are looking at Ron and his IFA magazine. How did you get your picture on there, Ron? And then tell us a little bit about uh, Envirologic, too. <laughs> sure. Um, at uh, one of the um, IFA conventions, we had a, a display booth where uh, franchisor reps and all the attendees, the, the uh, suppliers and so forth, could uh, get in the uh, background and then choose uh, one of the poses. They would take four pictures of everybody, and, uh, and I... I, I guess I I got a pretty good one there, right? Yeah. Uh, so, wow. And especially with all the Zoom uh, programs that we're all on uh, nowadays. I don't know if anybody's heard, but there's this virus thing going around. So wow. that's kind of cool. Yeah. Wow. I haven't heard. I'll, I'll send you some information. Um, and you'd asked about Envirologic. We are a B2B service franchise. We do some pretty amazing things um, when 
we talked about catchphrases. We were speaking earlier about the brand and the logo and what it really means. Um, our catchphrase is, we are probiotics for your business. Um, and those of us of a certain age, uh, our significant others always tell us we should take probiotics for good health. And that's what we do. We um, sanitize and disinfect facilities and vehicles. We um, handle drain line issues so they don't pollute the environment or back up into the uh, restaurant kitchen and that type of thing. So it's a, it's a really fascinating, uh, terrific uh, organization. Interesting. Thank you and for asking. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for asking that, Ray. I just looked right at it and what's Well, we better we better talk a little bit about what Nancy does because I don't think we've mentioned it unless you've watched the show before. So Nancy, give, give us a, a, a little bit of what uh, uh, what you do with Telephone Doctor. Thank you. We have um, the brand is Telephone Doctor. Underneath we have ServiceSkills.com, which is a boutique, unique. Uh, e-learning platform. It's, it's, you know, there's platforms out there that have absolutely everything. And we, as mother, father, daughter, son, decided to stay in our wheelhouse of sales, communication, and customer service. So we have uh, 16, I think 16 series, about 150, 60 modules from customer service to mentoring, management, internal, external. Uh, we are all over the world. And our renewal rate is quite high because people stay with us. It's a year, year investment but they do stay with us and now they're going on to two and three year investments because obviously the turnover and the remote situation has helped not a lot, but it has helped the remote work from home. You know how many people never worked from home and they don't know how to answer their phones and they don't know how to talk to people if they're not sitting at their desk with everything in front of them. So mm -hmm. we've, we've just, uh, my son is, is president now, and he's doing a fabulous job. But ServiceSkills.com is the is the well, the doctor, and, and then Nancy still goes around uh, helping companies communicate better with their customers to franchise and and I say normal people, corporate America, uh, yeah. speaking at speaking at their conferences. I was just keynote speaker at Driven Brands. We did Fast Signs annual conference. Um, I, I have been blessed. We make very good friends, and having been a former franchisor. It wouldn't give me an edge, but I at least have some understanding of what's going on and what they're doing. Um, and I think Ron and I had a talk the other day, and we both feel that one of the benefits, and I'm sure, David, you do too, just from the short time I've known you. You know, you have not accepted my LinkedIn. I want to talk to you about that. <laughs> I'm, na I'm nailing you for that. I'm nailing you for that. All right, I'll get on now, it. Go do it now. <laughs> While I'm talking, go do it now. Oh, wow! Some, I mean, some men just don't get it. Anyway, uh, we the, the common go, the common bond that Ron and I have is that we honestly get excited when we're able to help someone. Mm -hmm. It just does us good. And I, Ray, you're not you're not in your head. Uh, there are a bunch of people out there who get excited to, when somebody says thank you. I really appreciate you. That was great. Or yeah. And that's what feeds us, and that's what gets my, when my feet hit the floor in the morning. It's how much fun can I have today? That's mm -hmm. Basically, yeah. what what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. David, have you? You haven't. You haven't. I'm, I'm oh my at, gosh! Pressure's <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on. Yeah, yeah. So I have I one last question. question. I, I get. I I say okay right away. Maybe I'm a loser. I, I don't know. <laughs> one last question so we can get David out of the hot seat. Yeah. So one, one thing we have not talked about today, and I, I just I just want to point this out, and I'm sure that you've probably touched on it in some of your classes, Nancy, and, and, and for you too, Ron, but um, customer service today has kind of stretched beyond the phone, as we know. Um, in your classes, when you talk to people, do you also go through and address email and review responses and email responses because the one thing the big thing for us right now is people like text messages and the one thing that i have found in some of these text messages particularly when you're communicating across generations is i may have a younger person working customer service and maybe a not so young client on the other end of the text and their communication style is very different is this something that either one of you address when you're talking to franchisors or franchisees about customer service? 
Well, you just gave me an idea for a blog because there, there are six touch points of communication, and we identify them in the programs, email, voicemail, snail mail, phone, fax, face-to-face, and yes, text, now seven. Seven right. ways to communicate with somebody. And my husband is an email. He loves email. And I said, you're going to get a faster answer from so-and-so with a text. Right. Well, I like email. Well, so what I say in the programs is, if you got a new customer, Ron, I'm going to call you or text you. Which do you prefer, an email or a text? Yeah. Has it been 15, 30 seconds to ask them? Right. 30 seconds to say, Mr. Customer, which do you prefer, an email or a text? Mm-hmm. Or a phone call. I mean, it's, 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 you know, somebody said to me when I first started 30 some odd years ago, Nancy, you've done this simple and you've kept it simple. Some people take things and complicate it. You've mm-hmm. kept it simple. If you can just go back to your basics, right, it will all work out. But you just ask somebody. You don't, you don't pronou- mispronounce the last name. You ask them, how am I pronouncing that? You know, why do you have so many consonants in your exactly. name? Exactly. You're part of the KISS principle, right? Yep. Keep simple, stupid. <laughs> There's one other thing, uh, Kristen, I think I'd, uh, I, I'd pop in on your question is, you know, I teach what I call professional communication because I know, you know, I have uh, three lovely millennial uh, kids and I deal with folks even younger than that. And a lot of times they have their own style of communication that is almost indecipherable to yeah. me and people who are older than me. None of the rest of you guys would even understand that, but it is true. Yeah. So I teach, you know, you have to write the whole word out and you have to say thank you and you have to say please and you have to say I appreciate and that kind of thing. So yeah. that's critical too. Yeah, I get this. It's BTR. And I'm like, what's BTR? I said, it's my daughter. I'm like, what is BTR? Mom, it's B right there. Look at here. Look what I had to buy. B B R I don't know. She didn't even say it wrong. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Telling me. Wait, Kristen. B R B. Okay, B R B. Be right back. Right. Who said that? Who got that? Yeah. So I I don't know what the heck's going on. So anyway. Yes. Yes. So. I want to thank both of you for being on the show today. And uh, Ray, would you like to close it out and tell everybody how to get a hold of our fabulous guest today? Oh, certainly. Uh, yeah, we're actually at that time of the show. So uh, we'll, we'll start with Ron because you're on top of my screen. I don't know where. <laughs> and, but, uh, tell everybody how to get a hold of you for, for both IFA and for, for your franchise. And then we'll swing over to Nancy. And Nancy, you do the same thing. And then I'm just going to uh, close with all that information. If it's not already on our webpage, the Pillars of Franchising, then it will be. All right, go ahead, Ron. Thank you, sir. Um, I can be reached very easily through LinkedIn. So uh, unlike uh, some people, I actually do respond to connection requests. Uh, you better but, get on it, David. Hey. You guys have you sweating over here. I responded to both of you, so we're good now. Perfect. <laughs> Um, but I can be reached at rbender at e-b-i-o-r-g dot com. Uh, my phone number is also on my LinkedIn. It's 941-465-1944. And one last point. First of all, thank you very much for uh, having me today. I love being able to, uh, to help out. And also, remember, there are internal customers, too. And internal customers need great customer service. So pay attention, listen to them. They want to be heard and they want to be able to give. Absolutely. Thank you. Well done, Ron. Well done. My turn? Yeah, your turn. I, I can be reached by LinkedIn. <laughs> Did you hear that, Ron? Uh, uh, telephone doctor, well, actually, it's serviceskills.com will get you a demo. NancyFriedman.com will get you me. And I want to show you my two buttons because we have buttons that say it's fun to be good. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got this button. I'm glad it's the end of the show because you too can give good phones. <laughs> okay. Now, oh, Ray, you need that. Yeah. Um, thank you. This was one of the best shows we've been on. And David, I'm sorry I picked on you, but that only means I like you. Ron, Ray, um, David, thank you. And Kristen, you're Kristen, you're wonderful. You you oh, have a certain knack to handling people. And I thank you all. Uh, I think I forgot. Oh, my cell phone. If I saw my cell phone, I get so many men calling me. Oh. <laughs>
problem. 314-276-1012. 314-276-1012 is my cell. Always repeat your phone number twice and slowly. <laughs> Excellent. And, and I want to take a moment to let all of our um, all of our listeners know that our next mentor round has now been opened. So if anyone out there is looking to uh, look at, find, and purchase a franchise, please check out com, and there is a spot on the page where you can apply to be a part of our Million Dollar Mentor Program, where Ray, David, and I will help you determine what type of franchise you're looking for and take you through the process, give you some personal one-on-one and three-on-one advice for how to go about doing that, find the best solution for you to and on that note, I will actually correct Kristen and say, you forgot Jerry Aker, so there's four. My goodness, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. You know, and, you know, and, like, um, what is it called? The thing called. Yeah, I know what you mean. A placeholder. And to defend David, he accepted the most important LinkedIn invite. That was yours. Because if he didn't, he wouldn't be here. So on that note, folks, we'll be back next week with another weird show of...